Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do a live on a first Friday miracle edition of the program. Merely Bo, the great Z. Um, you know, with opportunity comes responsibility. Um, That's right. And, and we had talked about this interesting. We did defensive tackles yesterday, yesterday. on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we said in, in various different ways, the ice couldn't be more thin. For Perry on Winfrey, and then well, I, I said, give me the exact quote. I know you have. Pretty it. sure I said he's a ninety-nine percent roster lock, mm-hmm. with the one percent being he can't get out of his own way, and something big happens, and yeah. within twenty-four hours of that statement being made, the one percent happened, and maybe I was being being silly or naive in my one percent stance on that, but he's done it, and he has been released. And look, when you're the Senior Bowl MVP, as he was. And you go in the fourth round, when you have the tape that he does and the athleticism and mm-hmm. the skills that he does, it's because there were concerns about your ability to capitalize on your talent. And now I hope for Perion because I actually very much liked him when I had a chance to talk to him, that these mistakes and whatever appeared to have happened there seems bad, and I, I'm happy that the Browns acted quickly. This is a season about results. This is a season about business. You cannot have distractions. And in the NFL, the one way that it is very much a meritocracy is that when you are not worth the hassle, you will be gone. People who are worth the hassle, you can, you, can, you can stay around. But if you're not, you will be gone. And I think for the Browns, you know, that was a room where we said there was one proven commodity. Perrion Winfrey wasn't that proven commodity, so that doesn't change. There remains one proven commodity in that room in Dalvin Tomlinson, and I do think it becomes more aggressive and imperative now that you do look at, you know, one of those veteran defensive tackles out there, and there's some very, very good ones. You know, there's a ton Dominic of talent. Sue, Matt Ioannidis, I think Ioannidis would be a great fit here. Akeem Hicks, Michael Brockers, Shelby Harris, Linval Joseph, Chris Wormley. So there are lots of options for the Browns at that defensive tackle position. It would not surprise me at all if they do make a move at this point to bring one in for training camp and to get ready. I think I still, my sense of Indomitian Sue is that Indomitian Sue is going to be an in-season ad for somebody. Yeah. Unless he's not going he to camp. offered something outrageous. Which he won't. And so he's not going to camp. That's he'll my he'll show up like. If he if it, if it was Never here or somewhere no. else, my yes. hunch would be end of August, right before or even I even think September, he shows October. up in like November <clears throat> to play the final 
10 games or that's true november you still have more than half and he has an idea of who's 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 got a shot yeah Yeah. who's real he's got those type of opportunities yeah um ionitis i think would be a great fit he can rush the passer and i think that's really what we're looking for out of that sub now you've got big uh dalvin you got jordan elliott you got big siaki ika I think you want that fourth guy. And I think, you know, you talked about Maurice Hurst. I think this is a huge opportunity for Maurice Big Hurst. time. Tristan Hill as well. Um, but I think that Ioannidis would fit kind of – you're talking about putting a five-man front out there to rush the quarterback. I think he would be a tremendous sub-package pass rusher in the interior. Yeah, they, um used to do uh, a show with James Laurinaitis, um, and he would talk about this all the time in context to the from an NFL perspective and even from a college perspective. I'm sure he's dealing with it now as a linebacker coach at Ohio State. Some some guys are can't get rights. Yep, that's what you used to call them. Can't get right. Yep, and you can give opportunity and you can say last chance and la- and and then it just you cannot get right. And right now that's what Perion Winfrey is. He's a can't get right guy. He was. Um, it's it's so amazing that you cannot understand. To your point, you make such a great point about his tape, his play at Oklahoma, juxtaposed to where he was drafted. Like that should have been the first lesson that hey bud. This is the reality of it. Um, we dealt with this a year ago um, with with the behavior when Coach Stefanski suspended him here. Not this specifically, but he was he was oh, punished no. here. Like this and has been well known and documented. More things that were right. even documented. Right. Yes. That was all there. That was like it's enough, man. Like the talent is such. But you always talk about this, and and this goes for. Did I just lose? Am I good? I think I hear you. No, I, I lost it in mine. I don't know what happened. Um, anyway, I'll keep talking. Um, I'm hearing you. All yes. right. We talk about this all. This this is in sports. This is in business, life, anything. There are par- there's a parallel line that's running out. One is your value. The other way is your pain in the neck. Yep. And pain in the neck can be defined in any number of ways. But one of them is certainly uh, certainly behaviorally. When the pain in the neck jumps past, when the pain in the neck jumps past the talent, that's it. There's a there's a video of a documentary coming out on Netflix about John football. And one of the things that's talked about there is is exactly that. They got to a point where you could only put up with so much. Yeah. And it did, and then that was it. And that's where Perry on Winfrey is now. Um, and then I'm, you're going to have to have more guys in that room. They'll have to get another guy in that room for camp. So I, th- I, just, I, I think you need, need more bodies. I think, like I said, now we're back to you have three automatics on the team. You've got Dalvin Tomlinson, Jordan Elliott, Siaki Ika. And then now everybody else is a competition. I think what you'd like to do is add one more veteran, especially who has a pass rushing tinge to him. So an Indomitian Sue, an Ioannidis, you know, maybe an Akeem Hicks, uh, because that's what I think you're looking for on the interior. You know, Shelby Harris is another name. Brockers, although Brockers, you know, he's a little bit long in the uh, in the tooth, as it were, being a first round pick back in 2012. Akeem Hicks from the 2012 draft as well. So. The guys that are out there have been around for a while. Shelby Harris was the 2014 draft, but he still produced two sacks last year, six sacks in Denver the year before. He's had the last four seasons, you know, 16 and a half sacks. So maybe he's somebody that the Browns look at because you. Ne- I do think you need somebody else in there that has played a lot of meaningful football and then somebody else that has an opportunity to get to the quarterback. It just feels like that's what you need uh, in there. Maurice Hurst. You just can't count on him at this point because you have not been able to, he's not been able to stay healthy. I think very talented guy, but I really think that right now you need, you need to go ahead and, and add somebody into that room. And I'd like to do it going into camp so they can be there and get the full experience. Cause this is, we need to hit the ground running. 
This is not a team where, oh, we can work out, you know, the growing pains. You Bengals at home week one, Monday night football, and these beautiful babies week two at the Steelers. There is no, mm-hmm. oh, man, we can figure this out, you know, by week, you know, three or four or five. And our schedule is really hard if you think about it. Bengals at home, Steelers Monday night football, Titans at home, which you can't take them lightly. We made the mistake of doing that week one, 2019, I think. Then you've got the Ravens at home. Then you have a bye. Then you get the 49ers here. Yeah. I mean, 49ers are one of the two best teams in the NFC. Yeah. When we did, um, we were taking a look at like, you know, when it was like, okay, it's camp week and you're thinking about all of that. It's so reminded me, obviously a very different tone, but so reminded me of last year um, through through where we looked at like first four, like the record through the first four has got to be what it's got to be. Um, I think the same thing is kind of, you have more ability to fight back if you dig a hole. Yes. Um, but it's really critical that, that you have, that you're above the, the right side of 500 going into 49ers week. Those first four games, that's a three and one situation, a two and two at worst situation. You want to be three and two, but I you, think, but after that. After, after Niners. Niners game. That's yeah, fine. Three and two after there. Niners, whatever that is. We can't do the four game tranches anymore. No, it's no fun. Sucks. Yeah, there aren't really it used sucks. To be four perfect four game tranches. Sad. Ruined Hate it. it. Um, and then this, the schedule evens out in a big way because you're yes. at Colts, you're at Seahawks. By the way, they're going to be wearing their throwbacks for those more and those in a second. Uh, um, <laughs> cards at home, and I think cards are tanking, so that's yep. all in. And then you're at Ravens. So that next that, that three games after San Francisco is very manageable. But it's tough. It's not going to be tougher than the way you're opening. So, yeah, it is, it's critical. And, I, you know, he, there was no – he. I mean, we've said what needed to be said on that. I think that the the thing that you can tell very clearly, and I don't. This has nothing to do with what happened to Perion or the timing of it or anything, but that it is it is go time. It is time for this roster to go. Yeah. That's abundantly clear. And everything that's being done, regardless of this of the Perion news today, everybody understands that. It's all there. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. I had a chance to see a bunch of the coaches who are back in the building. Uh, and talk to them, and and yeah, it's kind of, let's go. We know we've got the roster. We know we've got the talent. We need to refine everything so that we're ready to roll because this team isn't going to be judged by, oh, we look pretty good in training camp. I do think those joint practices in Philly will be the one point of judgment that you have between now and the Bengals game. I think that will be the one where you're like, okay, what did we see here? How does that make us feel uh, about our our abilities? How do we match up with, with an elite organization elite roster but other than that like you're not going to know anything really you have that those joint practices then you're not going to know anything until you get to no. week one against the Bengals. and i think everybody knows that and it's kind of a weird vibe and it's a it's a good place to be that means you've got a, a team that can contend mm-hmm. and now we've got to just go out there and do it and i like that they're not going to tolerate any garb like no nonsense not having it i'm sorry i like perry on a lot but obviously ran afoul too many times and this, there's no room for that. There are no room for distractions. There are no, no room for people dragging this thing down. We have to be all systems go. We've got to be professional. We've got to be brought in. We've got to be rolling in the same direction. And anybody who isn't is going to be out. That's just the way that it is. Yeah, margin. there's no margin. It's it's go time. Um, we have the white helmet here on the, uh, at the, uh, here on the desk today. Uh, it's great. I love it. Um, it's a beaut. It's an absolute beaut. Uh, yeah, looks good. You knew it would. Now, can you wear that? That's the Chiefs helmet. Can you wear that? That's the Oakley visor. So, can, yeah. so you can wear that one, yeah. that pink shaded visor? The pink shaded. Yeah. Okay. That's a cool one. All, I tell all you the right kids now, want to know that. Yeah. Like, I feel this is it's a nice. 
Yeah, it's nice. It's gorgeous. It's it a beautiful lid. Um, feel, it hood? Yeah. Like? No, you're, you're, you're ready for it's it. It's probably probably more bars than a quarterback would want. Yeah, I feel like um, that. But I, would, I wouldn't want these. You wouldn't want those guys. No. No. They're in my peripherals. Yep, you wouldn't want those guys there. No. Um, but it, yeah. everything else, I think, looks pretty dang good. It's. I think it's amazing. Um, I said yesterday on the show, like, it was. it is something I've always wanted I, I always thought it would be a great look for this organization is the white and the fact that you, it exists in the history was cool. I loved the the interplay between us and the Bengals yesterday. I thought that that That's was fun. great. Like the Bengals That's talking a- about Mike Brown. What you know that wasn't by the way in response to the white. That was something no. in their archives. Yes. Um, and Mike's right. Like we're named after his dad. Yeah. And there's another bite they put up of Mike where he says. Um, you know, people, he goes, he says, you know, we're invested in the Bengals, but I am a Cleveland Browns fan. This organization is a branch off of that tree. Um, and it's it puts you in the weird position of, like, arguing against Mike Brown on the side because of the clip is about actually Modell, Modell specifically, yeah. who's public enemy number one, like Paul Brown's walks on water, right? So it's just such a strange thing. But I do love all of it. It was interesting to me how many people were unaware that we wore a white helmet, oh, which yeah. was stunning. Well, I came in and the security guys and we were filled in calls about people complaining that we're wearing white helmets. We never wore white helmets. They're like, yes, we did. I don't understand that. I mean, has no one looked up a picture of Otto Graham? That's what I... Or Marion Motley? Yeah. Like, you've never... I, I just was floored that people were unaware that the Browns originally were in white helmets. I, for I, the first six years. Yeah, I just... And then 1952, they switched to the orange. It's crazy that people yeah. were unaware. Yeah. Corey Gillisey. Shout out to him. Okay. Assistant equipment manager. Hey, Corey's to the fine man. Equipment manager of the year. He brought us that helmet today. Yeah. No, oh, very Thank good, you, Corey. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well it's, done. it's very, very good. Um the uh I think they, they landed a lot of it. I would have I'd love to see it in a gray mask for the true throwback, but I think a sure. modern version of it is a home run. I like the brown on it much more now that I see it in person with the stripe and the, on the uniforms when you see it. I like it much more than I thought I would. Initially, I was not pro-brown face mask. Yeah, but I, I think it does work. Yes. I think it works very well. It ties in. It marries the brown in yeah. and all that. Cause the original brown helmet did not have a stripe Correct. either. It was just all white, and that was it. White. Um, it is obviously uniform reveal week in the NFL. Um, eight uniform reveals will be done by the time the next 10 days or so are done. Um, we had ours early in the week. We had the Bucks uh, early in the week. We had the Vikings yesterday. Um, most teams are going with some sort of a modern throwback or a straight throwback look. Um, we talked a little bit about the Vikings. The Seahawks dropped theirs today. So these are the Largent, Bosworth, Kurt Warner, the original unis. Uh, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous, and they got the helmet right. The Vikings they did. effed up the helmet. They did. Yeah, they they went with a. Now my th- my guess is that the Vikings probably always wanted the helmet to match the jersey, but it never did. And that to me was part of the allure of it. Is yes. that the helmet was darker than that the jersey. Dark and the that dark dark, dark purple. purple is yeah. beautiful. It is. Yeah, uh, dark and is almost you dark can't wear your throwback with a matte helmet. No, it has to be gloss. So that was I think that was the only thing that they botched a little bit there was that part of it the, the rest of the look it's not that much different than what they wear now they basically wear a modern version of that uniform with just a helmet that matches the jersey that's right and i know speaking to people in that organization from years ago uh when rick spielman was a gm they were up until the newest incarnation of the viking jersey they had the damnedest time getting the orange on the hat to match the jersey it was something that apparently they had wanted forever is that the purple would be the same color as the helmet 
But typically what had happened is is the, the purple jersey would fade throughout the season yeah. or the purple jersey wasn't quite the same color as the helmet. So now they actually have it matching, and it's something that has rarely happened for them. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't and, blame you. And by the way, their whiteout should be a white helmet. Oh, remember they teased that one. That thing was gorgeous. Then they teased well, that no, with something. Somebody made it. They never wore it. They teased the whiteout, and we all assumed it meant with a oh, white helmet. That's what and then somebody was. made a mock-up yeah. of the white helmet, Yeah, and it looked awesome. Can I give you a hot take and let me know where you stand on it? Yeah, please. I want you to. You and I, are, our men were 40. We So far, that's not a hot take. It's accurate. We lived through those Largent uniforms. Yep. We lived through those Bucks uniforms. Um, we lived through Pat the Patriot, and we lived through the Broncos. Pat the Patriot and the Broncos. So, oh, Pat's coming back, but the Broncos are not doing theirs yet. I have no idea why, unless they announce it in the next couple of weeks. I don't think there's plans for them to wear um, those uniforms from the L.A. area uniforms with the light blue hat. In regard to this Seahawks uniform and the Bucks uniform, and Montana was a bandwagon state because – there wasn't anybody near us. People say, okay. I've said this before, why don't you like Seattle? It was nine hours. Why don't you like Denver? It was 14. I wasn't driving to a game. So you just like the teams that were good. I didn't know a single person with a Seahawks jersey. I didn't know a single person with a Bucks jersey. I don't remember anybody ever thinking those uniforms were cool. The uniforms, so hold on. Okay. The uniforms that were viewed as cool were typically Raiders, Steelers, Cowboys, 49ers, some of those were teams that won, right? So that was part of it, is those teams all won at that time. Yeah. Steelers weren't very good at that point, but there were a lot of kids of 70s parents who were bandwagon Steelers fans from the 70s. Okay. Um, so those were considered like the cool uniforms. I, I don't remember anybody going to the wall saying Seattle's got the coolest uniforms. There was none of that. When you see them now, they look spectacular. And, in fact, I remember when the Seahawks went from these to their currents going, oh, they got that right. That's probably a fit for Seattle. Well, they up their currents were so cutting edge at the time, and they yeah. ushered in kind of that new modern era of uniform. Yeah. And when you had the lime green, it just – and they were great. Yeah. But those classics – so in They're the beautiful. Bay Area, even though it's obviously 49ers country, 49ers Seahawks was a big rivalry. Sure. And they had, like, the Largent jersey would be around. You would see, I yeah. would see Largent jerseys, mm -hmm. like, as a kid. I, I believe, yeah. That. He was one that was sold a lot. There yeah. was, you could buy, like, in the Sears magazine, you could buy, like, the whole uniform. Yeah. And his was one. Yeah, with those, what were those called? Hutch. Hutch. Yeah, yeah. those uniforms were great. Yeah, yeah. yeah Largent, you would see some Largents. But I do think that, yes, the, there is a nostalgia factor to it. I also think that, in some cases, and not in the Seahawks case, although I think that their uniforms are now tired. Like, they still, you could still play in those for a while, but they're not what they were 10 years ago when they were kind of revolutionary and maybe the coolest I don't have a problem with that. It, it, in the it's kind of like what you see sometimes in building of homes. Like, you see something that was so trendy, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that very much feels like 2008. Yes. There, then there is that feeling to that. Because it's all the extra little pipings yeah. and colors and yeah. all of that extra stuff they have on them. So... I think these are beautiful. They are beautiful. I think part of it, too, with the Bucks cases, I just don't think they ever got it right since. I don't think there's been a great Buccaneers uniform since the Creamsicle. So going back to it makes all sense in the world because the, their other stuff's not that great. That's true. I mean, they had an no awful botch when they went with, like, alarm clock numbers. Yeah. <laughs> That's like right. Cheap when Jameis. digital alarm clock yeah. numbers. Nike ran amok with those.
Yeah, there was a there was a stretch of not great uniforms. There was, and it was. Look at this guy. Yes, Tars. Back. Welcome back, Gorgeous. baby. Look at this, huh? Yeah, look at look this. Look at that. It's oh, there. It. Yes, look at him. He's ready to go. He's ready. Let's yep, go. That's right. The great um, Tarves. Yeah, I, th- I think you're on to something. You know that what the other thing that strikes me is um, in this, I think this is the other thing that makes people love these uniforms or like when the Patriot ones, eventually the Broncos will those do them, are people love them. Those are spectacular they all, too, though. They, they are. Make, those are great. But I, don't, I didn't think they were as a kid. Like when they played Part the Bears it, in 85, I wasn't like, wow, they look great. Part of it. Do you know? Was, what, you know. See what I mean? Yes. Part of it was. I think that those Patriots teams weren't good. That's another part of it. Of course, Steve it is. Rogan and no, of Andre course it is. Tippett, Andre Tippett was there, but Hannah. The, the Buccaneers were the worst team of the '80s. Yes. So like these teams sucked. So it's not like anyone was buying them. Buying them anyway. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like the uniform superseded. I do think there's one other thing that is specific about that era that all changed in the late 90s and the early 2000s, and that is the uniformity that came in uniforms. What I mean by that is you could be 100 different shades of blue in the 80s. Yeah. Then the uniform manufacturers were like, actually, you can pick one navy, it's this one. You can pick one blue, it's this one. Yeah. You can pick one royal blue, one light blue. Like, we're not making 65 different shades of light blue. Yep. Like, for example, the best example I can think of this, and this is, I'll get to this in a second with the Oilers throwbacks, that light blue is a different shade of blue than Carolina blue, which is a different shade of blue than UCLA blue, which is a different shade of blue than Columbia blue, which is a different shade of blue than any all the other light blues that are in that world. Yep. It was a specific – now they don't do that. Now if you want to wear light blue, it's the same color. Tennessee has that light blue they wear. Everyone wears that light blue. Yep. There's not 60 varieties of it because the manufacturers like, they don't this want is insanity. That. We can't have – a thousand different reds, a thousand different blues. You get a pick from these reds and these blues. And the best example of this is Michigan. When Michigan went from Nike to Adidas, and all of a sudden Michigan's pants were like neon yellow. Yeah. Because Nike owned that color of yellow, that, that specific yellow color. So until they went back to Nike, that maze, that maze, yeah. they were stuck in the wrong damn color. Like the lion's blue is a different shade. Yeah. Now there's so much uniformity that you you don't have it. And that's why I think sometimes when you have somebody who steps out into the a creamsicle or you get that yes. blue of the Seahawks with the gray, it looks so good. I'm trying to look when the Seahawks changed. And I was I had it they wrong. Did it when twice. I was, when I was a kid, yeah, the Hasselback ones were terrible. Yeah, the Hasselback ones, which were so terrible. So they left the great ones for the Hasselbacks, which were awful. Right. And, and then, then they got this right. And the first team that did, like, the brand-new uniform was actually Denver. Denver was the first team that did, like, the Nike-fied uniform. And they got rid of the light blue hats for the for – the, dark blue hats and the piping and they've been with them ever since that was like 98 so seattle 2002 they switched to the hasslebacks okay 2001 was the last year they wore these buttes and i remembered i obviously think of them as niners rivalries because mm-hmm. that's a richard NFC, Sherman, yeah. but they were afc west back then so that's when they were with the yeah that's great the they were right these this yeah. was the only division i saw on the nbc provider so it was raiders it was raiders seahawks, seahawks chiefs broncos uh chargers, chargers. That was that division. So that, that was that's all I saw in the early window yeah. on a Sunday as a kid were those. I have one more thing I want to run by Craig you. Oh, gosh. For the kids. Yeah, yeah. Fumbled a lot, Dave Craig. Did. Small hands. Small hands. The, um, smelled like cabbage. <laughs> those are so great. That might be the next thing I go with NBC. Maybe go a little. They will love it. There is a lot of. Innuendo. It's overwhelming like innuendo. 98% yeah. of everything is innuendo. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, 
One last thing on the yes. uniforms. So we're going to get a Colts black uniform, it looks like, tomorrow. Like, they're going to do a black, which I, they don't even have black in their color scheme. I think that's lame. Um, so they're going to do that. I want them to do the one that they wore sometimes where they wear that blue helmet that's yeah, with beautiful the, yeah. blue with the two horseshoes on the that's back. That's very cool. That should be... In the mix. Yes. It sounds like it's not. Sounds like it, all the teasing. So there you go, makes, a black helmet, too? That's what it looks like to me. Like, they're teasing black like a black. Black and blue will look good together. It will, but it's not one of their colors. It's a, it's cheating. Black is cheating to me. I'm fine with that. Because everything looks good with black. If you put almost any NFL team in black, they're going to look great. Because black looks great in a uniform. It does. That's why the Raiders are the best uniforms in the NFL. Can you explain to me, taking spite out of it, why the Tennessee Titans, they're going to do the Oilers uniforms. They teased it with oil dripping on the Titans. I know, uniform. it's gross. Nobody, like, do people in Nashville want that other than that they're cool uniforms? I mean, they didn't Eddie George wear them a few times? They Chris did. Johnson One or two them. years when yeah. they played in Memphis, but never in Nashville did they wear the Oilers. No, so, when no, they went to Nashville, they were the Titans. People. So, it would mean a heck of a lot to the people in Houston. I don't get it. I don't get other it. Other than spite, I don't get it because there's – it's not like anyone in Nashville is like, man, I died with Warren Moon and Drew Hill. They probably don't even know. No point of review. No point of reference. Yeah. How would they? Earl Campbell. Of course. Yeah. I don't understand it. I to me, it makes no sense. Larry. I think it's a spite store, too. Um, but it's but I don't know that their fans even. Like, if, if I was a Titans fan, that'd be like if, if the Ravens wore Browns uniforms. Yes. That's exactly right. Can you imagine, like, a kid in Baltimore going like, Oh, I got to get me one of those. Right. No way. No way. You wouldn't want a Lamar Jackson. Why would I want it? Right. Like, if I'm a kid going to a Ravens game, why would I be like, man, I got to get me a Jim Brown jersey? Right. It makes no sense. But they're going to be trying to sell their current players in those jerseys. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Get your Derrick Henry jerseys. By the way, if they would just give it back to the Texans, it would erase one of the I think worst branded teams in the history of professional sports. It would erase what I think are yeah. awful uniforms. They are the Houston uniform. The Houston Texans uniform is the created team on Madden template. Like that's bad. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the failed. template. Like basically, you just hit the A all the way through to just get it, so you can start so the team. Start, yeah, and then that's what you ended up with. Was that? I don't get the, the notion I do not that get there it. could have been it. There could be the like. St. Paul, Minnesotans, or there could be the Los Angeles Californians. Cleveland, like, Ohioans. The Cleveland, Ohio. Like, it's just the, it's the worst name ever. It's, it's and then so they kind bad. Of, then they kind of cheated on the helmet because they obviously wanted to use a steer, uh, but that's Texas. So they couldn't put, like, the longhorn on there. No, so so they like kind this, of went like this hybrid animal. Well, the state is absolutely identified as a longhorn. That's the image of the state is the longhorn. And instead they have kind of... I don't know, it kind of looks like a, in a way, kind of like a European mount for a bison head is kind of the way that the the like, horns go. And then it's like a, the state flag is yes. in it. It's it's awful. 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 What do you think if it's a spite store and it's you're dealing with, you know, multiple billionaires, like why wouldn't they just sell the likenesses? Like why wouldn't, why couldn't the Texans say, here's, we're going to give you 10 million bucks. Yeah. For the rights for that for those uniforms back, and to become the Houston Oilers because that's what we'd like to be. We would like to be the Houston Oilers. I think it would take ownership change in Tennessee from Bud Adams's family because his bitterness is the stuff of legend. I think we've talked to the general about that about Bud Adams 
vitriol yeah. towards the city of Houston. It's wild. Um, and his daughter, Amy Shrunk Adams, owns them, yes. or Adam Shrunk owns them now. Um, and so as long, until there's an ownership change in Tennessee, I, there's probably no path for it. It's just sometimes I think that that's where – like Adele just has to intervene and say, Look, I couldn't agree with you more. For the betterment of the league, the Houston Texans is a failure. Mm-hmm. Let's be the Houston Oilers again and bring back those sweet uniforms. And wear them all the time. All and the time. put the Derricks on the side of the helmet and go. Go. Problem solved. Sell some C.J. Stroud number sevens in light blue. The end. Yeah. Um, probably the only good thing that came out of this franchise being ripped out of this city was that precedent. That they kept. That they kept the brand, the Colors, history, yeah. all of it. The fact that we – imagine if you're us right now, if we couldn't honor Jim Brown or Otto Graham. Imagine if we were the Cleveland, if we were the Cleveland Browns, but you did not have the history. Well, right. I guess you couldn't even be the Cleveland Browns. You'd have no, to be, be something else. Right. you have to figure something else out. But if you couldn't – if you went down to, to the lake and there wasn't a statue of Jim Brown, imagine us not being able to, like, do anything with Bernie Kosar. Yeah. Like, that's what happened. Like, yeah. they don't own their own damn history. Yeah, and that changed about- here. The Sonics did the same thing. Oklahoma City was an expansion franchise. If When Seattle gets an NBA team, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, all of that, it's all still in Seattle. Yeah, it's all back. All, the, right. all of it. They will be the Seattle Super But Sonics. that's what's crazy when you go to Houston is there's no Warren Moon. Nothing. There's, no, there's none of it. Well, then Tennessee's in this awkward thing of, like, trying to honor Oilers. Like, they'll have Earl Campbell to Nashville. He's the he biggest ne- Texas legend ever. He he's never on a short played list. in front of never. fans in Nashville. No, he's a Texas kid who played yes. at Texas and then played for the Oilers. Like, yep. And they'll bring Warren That's Moon right. to Nashville. It's just ridiculous. Yep. And so I agree with you. I think it's something that the commissioner could just say, no. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Like, they're staying. This stuff stays there. Yes. Yes. So That's right. Anyway. All right. Lots of it. Lots of lots of stuff there for the kids. Uh, we'll do our positional rankings. We'll do. Uh, we'll see if uh, Z can get ten out of ten on the running backs. I've that got, is coming up. I've got sixteen names written down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go around the league as well as everyone is getting uh, set to report. So it, I, a couple of things I want to run past you on uh, the quarterback show. Uh, let me just write this down. I got a pen. Um, and then also I wanted to discuss uh, Hard Knocks. Okay. All right, so we'll get to that as well. Like uh, we'll do some positional previews as this thing goes along, uh, take a look at the linebacker situation, a little thing or not a thing. We're off and running on a first Friday edition, Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The Knicks anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Knicks' biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to Nick's leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com.
Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. For a team of injury lawyers dedicated to every client every day, call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Before we get into this running back uh, I really want to go 10 for 10, but it's going to be hard. I think if you have 16, then I'm afraid you're not. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't feel like that's um Well, that's I bracketed off. School math. I've bracketed off the other six. Do you ever have that thing? I, this, this frustrates me to no end. Like, the, my computer updated. I updated it yesterday, and it forgot the passwords. Yeah. Oh. Like, that's ridiculous. Apple's almost never do that. I don't know why this is doing this. I'm having a lot of trouble with Safari. Like, so I'm trying to get the – I have an ESPN Plus – thing i've got it up but it's like i should be able to look at that without having to remember the password from four years ago i have one um, question before we get into this go ahead, that i, I think is up. a fair question to ask yep are rookies eligible to be in this list in other words is b john robinson on the list yes are rookies eligible to be on the list give no okay 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 all right i think i'm gonna come out hot Coop, give us a little traveling music underneath. I'm going to come out hot here, but then when you get down to 8, 9, 10, I think there's going to be a lot of rider preference. Okay, here we go. You ready? I'm ready, buddy. They, right. it, the pressure's on you. Yeah. I'm well, just I'm sitting here. Nick Chubb. Number one. Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah, he's on here. Uh, down to number five. Christian McCaffrey. Number two. Saquon Barkley. Number four. Austin Eckler. He's on number ten. Okay, that's too low for him. That's way too low for him. Josh Jacobs. Yes, I saw Josh Jacobs, and I believe he was number four. Okay. Uh, No, number three. So we're so now we're at six. Six for six. Jonathan Taylor. Number six. Okay, seven for seven. Tony Pollard. Number nine. Okay, okay, so that's big. Dalvin Cook. Number eight. Okay, so here it is. All right, I'm just going to talk through my thought process here. All right, go ahead. Nine for nine. So I'm missing what number? Number seven. Number seven. So here are my – I'm going to just talk out loud. Yeah, I like it. Alvin Kamara, I think, is probably the answer, but he's been banged up and it's been down. So I don't know if he would still stay there, but that's okay. my initial lean is Alvin Kamara. That's not a final answer. Other people who I think are in the mix, Najee Harris, I don't think it's him. Joe Mixon, I don't think it's him. Ramondre Stevenson, I think is possible. Travis Etienne is possible, but I don't think it's him. Aaron Jones, I think is very possible. And then Miles Sanders, I think is possible. But I'm going to stick with Kamara. That well, was my original 10. Can I tell you where I think where I would go here? Yeah. Based on your extrapolating? Yeah. I think it's Travis Etienne. <laughs> then I'm going to go with Travis Etienne. No, no, I don't have insight. Oh. No, 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 no. This that is wasn't not, the answer? That's not oh, the okay. answer. No, right. I, I can't get it to pull up. I can't. Final answer, I'm sticking I with I can't tomorrow. log in. I'm gonna go, I think Etienne, based off of your reasoning, and I just thinking through it all, I think it's going to be Travis Etienne. You think it's Kamara. There's one spot left. What is it? It would have been so great had he just followed your lead and gone to Etienne because Etienne would have been wrong. Oh, 
Alvin Kamara. Oh, number seven. Good job out of you. Ten for ten. Man of conviction. Good job. Good job. All right. In honorable mention, so my other six. So I had Ramondre Stevenson. Yes. ETN. Yes. Aaron Jones. Yes. Miles Sanders. Boy, I don't think so. He got nothing? I was third in the league in rushing. He was also receiving votes. Okay. Najee? Receiving votes. Yeah, that's where he should be. Aaron, I said Aaron Jones already. Yep. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's not on this not list on at all. anywhere. Okay. All right. 10 for 10. There uh, we go. Good job out of you. Uh, in the honorable mentions, Aaron Jones, uh, Damian Pierce. Ooh. Houston. Uh, Brees Hall. So, Brees Hall was somebody that – and Kenneth Walker, they both probably could Kenneth be on Kenneth Walker there. was in there. Yeah. Receiving votes, uh, Javante Williams from Denver. Mm, sad. Yes. He was our guy. Remember God, that? God, he was Such our a guy. big bet on him team. in fantasy, and he just – and AJ, well, they wouldn't play him. They would have played his leg, shredded his leg. And who else? AJ Dillon from Green Bay. Oh wow, that's interesting. Let me run this by you. We were talking about the running back thing uh, the other day, and we were talking about like you know these are the stars of the game. Nick Chubb's the most popular player on our team. How do you compensate them? While there's also doesn't make sense to compensate them. I was thinking about this this morning. I wonder if if the way to do it, if you're the PA. And they've done this a little bit on defense is instead of qualifying or classifying someone as a receiver, a tight end, or a running back, you classify them as a weapon. Well, that's what they have with Bijan. So you you classify a player as a weapon. It's basically the NBA-ification where the NBA is basically positionless. When we were kids, it was point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. Now it's basically four out, one in. It's kind of what it is. Um, Everybody's a wing. Sometimes it's five out. Sometimes it's five out. and I, I do wonder if that's – if you're the NFLPA, is that a better hill to die on is weapon. Um, and that way, if you franchise take somebody like Christian McCaffrey or somebody like Saquon Barkley, for that moment at least, they are given the true value of what they are as a weapon as opposed to a positional value, which is what they're at now. Yeah. Kelsey would have argued this too. I'm sure he probably has. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's – they it do it already on defense show, with Edge. Though. Though. It already goes to show, though. Right, because they wreck. That there are a lot of very good running backs in the league, and there constantly are new ones every single year. It's similar to receiver. There's an overwhelming depth of receiver in the league. I don't know. Have we done the top ten receiver thing yet? No, or is that's that still to come. Still to come, that yeah. and QBs. So when, you do, when we do that, though, you'll go – Good Lord, there's like 30 great receivers in the league. Right, right but that now. would be one a team, and they usually yeah. are playing two or three at a time. Right, true, versus one at a time yeah. at, at the running back spot. That's why I think, like, if you can just qualify it as a weapon, that would allow for a little bit more of a honest approach to the value of a player. It's just it's – At hot. least on the tag. Yeah. Like, you're never going to get a, a situation where a running back gets the contract DeAndre Hopkins got. That'll never happen. That Zeke contract is never going to be handed out again. Uh-uh. But at least on the tag, in a one year, they could get real value yeah, yeah, for yeah. what they're worth. The Baco nation. nation. The nation. How's he doing? He looks great. He looks great. Just finished uh, grad school. Not a baby. God bless him. Yeah. Good job out of him. Yeah, legend. All right, good job. You got 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. You've done it. it. You've done it. That was a tough one because there were, like Those said, at the end were dicey, a little tough. Yeah. Kamara's, I knew he was, I had a feeling he was the answer, but it's more based on reputation than maybe most recent performance. Do you think that we will see any uh, disciplinary with him? It feels 
feels likely, right? Yeah. That we'll see something. I just think in cases like that, if they are going to just just do it. Yeah, get it. Look what give, we did. Like what we went through last year. Which is insanity. Garbage. Yeah. Like just do it. Like just you, do it. all the data was there. You didn't yeah. need to do. It didn't need to play out the way that it played out. Uh, we'll go around the league coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet, sports betting partner, your Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Bally Bet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns 2023 schedule is here. Get your single game tickets now for all the great matchups at Cleveland Browns Stadium. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets to purchase today. As we go around the league, the Steelers have extended pass rusher Alex Highsmith, four years, 68. He had 14 and a half sacks last season. I'm going to, like, they draft rush people better than anybody in the history of the league. Yeah, they just reload. That's this what they goes do. Back, like, yeah. <laughs> all the way back. Like Greg Lloyd, Kevin Green era, like they have these guys, Woodley and those guys when they were there, Porter, like they got James Harrison who was undrafted, I think. Yeah, they even got James. Yeah. yeah, they can do it. They when it comes to finding them, they do. They get them, they lock them in, they teach them how to play, and they go. Uh, it's it's a remarkable thing. Highsmith was position. not as effective when T.J. Watt was not there, but when T.J. Watt was there, he was incredibly effective. The T.J. Watt stat we did last year is the might be the single most impressive individual human stat in the NFL I've ever heard. Agreed. Yeah, when it was the difference in their their points per game allowed was over a touchdown, yards per game was insane, and then the sacks went from like four a game to one, Mm -hmm. and the turnovers went from like none to three a game or two a game. I've never seen a non-quarter – quarterback or quite yeah i've never seen a non-quarterback position player of that type of point impact where he's worth a touchdown he's a he's a he's an edge um the jets are the first team uh to have everyone report so they did that as well we talked about the seahawks uniforms all right back to the jets yeah let's go you have two you wrote down two two things things. i want to discuss with you number one um so the reason that, that 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 there was such a delay on hard knocks is the jets fought it tooth and nail yep they wanted no part of it yep one of the things that has been reported that they um, that they are not going to be a part of, and they're saying because it's the humanity of it all, is they are not going to be part of the cut down, is not going to be part of hard knocks. So you won't see the cut at the end, which has been the end of hard knocks, is you follow these guys. Sometimes it's guys who are legitimately on the, on the nose, and other times it's guys who, like Devin Kajus, who never had a chance Nice kid, but had no chance to make or this everybody roster. everybody they followed that year. But is that – did did we mislead? No, we told them. We told them who to follow, and they chose people who weren't. Or not those people. Those people. So that's a failure on I their part. I don't know if the Browns did. I know that when I talked to the guys, I was like, yeah, follow these guys. Maybe not these guys. Yeah, because it didn't add up. Like, the who they followed – that was my first year here, and I was like, what are they – I didn't even know the roster the way I do now and not even in the vicinity the way you do it, but it was like – they're not. They're not making that roster. No, <laughs> Devin Kajus was never making that roster. Um, can you? How much of a loss is that to not have the cut down on hard knocks? They'll I think it's a big it like, part of it. This is the way they're going to do it. They're going to do it like the end of you know many great reality shows on Bravo or some documentaries. Well, they'll show like a still picture or a video and then put the text over it. So and so was yeah. cut, but he's cut. They hope, hopes to sign on the practice squad. 
blah, 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 made the roster. That's all. I mean, the emotion of it is not what it used to be because as a viewer, you're almost desensitized because you've seen it so many times. So, like, I don't think that's a huge loss from I also think we know more likely who is going to make cuts or not yes. compared to back in those days when there Even were – Five, ten years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a loss. It's not – it's not a game record to me. I'll still be into it, obviously. I think it's going to be – the real interesting thing will be who do the Jets give them to follow? Who do they allow for them to follow and be like their focal people? Um, it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. Well, I would think so, but like the year we did it, you would have said it's got to be Baker, and Baker wasn't featured. He was on it, but he wasn't – I mean, he's the number one pick in the draft. He's a no, celebrity quarterback. Our, uh, it was Brogan Roback, Brogan for crying Roback. out loud. Like – what a bunch of nonsense like you have david blau so but i don't know how that is that a decision that is made is that organizationally saying leave him alone i guess the difference there is that we were a member as an organization tarad was the starter yeah so we're not going to focus on the non-starter my guess he's the number one pick in the draft i got it i i I want zach wilson more than anybody i'd like to see that whole quarterback room i'd like to see that operation how zach wilson nathaniel hackett as well yeah that whole thing, I think, see. would be very, very How did good. How it go so wrong in Denver? Here's one other. Here's one other thing that I think is that I don't know if anyone's thought about yet. I assume this is the case. Liev Schreiber has voiced this for 20 years. Yeah, there is currently uh, actor and writer strike in Hollywood. SAG-AFTRA. I would assume that that would apply to voice work. Are they going without a narrator? Or will they have? They'll have a narrator. They'll have a Jets guy do it. I don't think he'll do it. I wonder what the what it'll be. That's I don't know, question. but I don't know that he would be on it. I bet he's not. We'll find out, yeah. Because he's definitely in SAG after. Maybe they're going to find somebody who's not that has got a good, reasonable impersonation of his voice. Or they could go in a different direction, and they could have, like, the voice. Isn't that our guy uh, with shoes in? Doesn't he do? Isn't he the voice of the Jets? Yeah. They could do they that. They could have Bob do it. Would be and then cool, each team. they'll do that. Yeah. But you can't get an actor to do it. No. All right, next thing I want to run by you. Have you have you seen the quarterback show? I've watched you episode it? one. And maybe the, part of two. So, obviously, the whole operation is Mahomes. Yep. Like that's as it would be. Yep. He comes across even cooler. Like, he's universally beloved. Yeah. Kids love – everybody loves him. He's There's like a Steph Curry thing. Like, I think there's just kind of like, wow, he's different than anything we've seen. He's so likable. You don't like his brother, but other than that – you, 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 the rest of it's a win. How, I didn't think it was possible for him to be more cool, but yeah. then he is. Yeah. So you have, yeah, he's great. He will not go off the field no. for the for the, the X-ray. Injury. Yeah, no. Way. He's yelling at everybody. I'm not coming off the field. And then he's like, I'm coming back in, hobbling out. And then you get this clip of him with Jalen Hurts, where they're sitting at the Super Bowl, and Mahomes tells him, Yeah, I bought an Airbnb five five minutes from the uh, from the headquarters for the Super Bowl three months ago. He asked Jalen Hurts, any of your family coming out? No, man, I couldn't, lodging, whatever. He's like, oh, man, I got an Airbnb three months ago, five minutes from the facility. He, he bet on himself. Of course. What a legend. Well, he's only got, all he knows is going to the AFC Championship great, game. though? And then he, he's won three of them and gone what to What a flex, though, to Hurts. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I bought this three months ago. I, I figured we'd be here. Yeah. Nuts. Who would you like to see on it next year? Because it's coming back. Manning announced it's coming back. I don't think they need to do three. That's what I would say out of the gates. I don't think they need to do three players. Don't you think I they're going to do? do don't you think they're going to do uh, the same formula? Star. Uh, Manning said it'll be a little different. A little different. Yeah. Okay. He had an availability, or I think he was on McAfee or something. He said it'll be a little different than than what it was. 
So, I, so here's what I tweaked. Would, so what? I don't know if they'll follow like the guy hanging on. Which of the th- the superstars going to be very very interesting if the player's interesting? And I think I know where they're going to go there. But who do you think they're going to take? It'll be Burrow. You think it'll be Burrow? I would. I'm pretty sure. Why do you say that? Yeah. Scores. Limited scores. Limited but scores. I do. Th- I think there's a very good chance it's. Joe I was going to say it's got to be Burrow, Allen. I think Burrow and Allen are the two that make the most sense or hurts or yeah but i i think burrow. i think it'll, i think it'll be burrow. okay burrow good hopefully it's a distraction then you, i would like to see i'd love to see one of these rookies i think that would be very interesting like cj stroud bryce young mm-hmm. i think that would be a, or richardson in mm-hmm. in india i'd love to see one of the rookies i'd like to see like what a rookie really goes through like how see them learn their playbook and their head yeah. spin and all of that so I would want to go with one of the top picks from this year's draft class, mm-hmm. Burrow. And then I don't know that I need, like, necessarily, you know, like the scrap-around guy. He's not really a scrap-around guy, but you could sign me up for Stafford because I think that that team dynamic is fascinating. Stafford would be interesting. I think Russ would be very interesting. Russ is another one that would with be very interesting if you could get like a real unvarnished whatever that looks like if he knows how to be that. Yeah. Um, I think Garoppolo with uh-huh. the Raiders would be fascinating. If it was completely unvarnished, it might have to be on HBO Max as opposed to Netflix. I guess Netflix can do that too. Um, yeah, I think I think Baker would be a, a, a hanger-on guy. Like he's fighting for his career this season in Tampa. Yeah. He's never going to be what he was drafted to be, but like, this is probably the last camp that he's going to go into as a starter, and it feels like he's going in as a starter in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, if I, this flops, then I don't. He's not going to get it. another at bat. Yeah. Jordan Love would be an interesting one too, Jordan taking over for a legend. Yeah. It would actually be interesting if they did. Let's say they Burrow. They did Burrow, Rogers, and Jordan Love for the three. I don't think they need that type of star power at the top, though. Burrow and Rogers. Well, you're not going to get another shot. Rodgers is probably then, this then year. Then punt one more on there. Burrow and do Rodgers now. Okay. You could do Rodgers, Love, and whoever else. That might be good. Rodgers, Love. Their model's definitely going to be, we get asked this guy one favor one time for this. Yeah. Peyton, you need to do the ask. So yep. that's the Mahomes ask. Yep. So that would be the Rodgers, Burrow. I don't want Burrow. Derek Carr. We've no, already seen, seen him, and he's boring. Seen enough. Yeah. Don't want Derek Carr. I think one of the rookies would be interesting. I think Bryce Young would be very interesting. Levis? Eh, because Tannehill's going to start. Yeah. For a little while. We don't need Goff. He was just on hard knocks. Justin Fields would be an interesting one. Fields would be a good one. Kind of a big, it's a monster year for him. Yeah. One of those young cats. Yeah. Where it's time to go. Yeah. That, that, that will be, you have to have the headliner. I think that rookie thing you're saying would be very interesting if the kid's interesting. And I do like the idea of like a guy. That's why I think Bay could be a good one. He, he's got a ton of personality. I mean, he's not – you want to talk about life comes at you fast. It's not long ago he's the face of Progressive. Yeah, now he's on his fourth team in a year. Right. Yeah, comes yeah. at you very And fast. he's but, never going to get another opportunity to start if this goes bad. No, but he's got done. Mike Evans. He's got Godwin. He had guys here. Like, he's got opportunity to be successful. It's just, can he do it? I mean, we. I think you know where you're leaning on that, but there's also like a football mortality thing. He would be an for those type of guys. One. Yeah, I, hope he does, I do hope he does well. Sure, it's if do you that type of the guys fighting their football mortality, I think are are interesting. I also cats. think it would be kind of fascinating, and I don't know if people th- would think it was, and it could end up being something cool. But to follow like 
I don't even know if he's an interesting guy, but it seemed like they really liked Heineke in Washington. So now he's in Atlanta. He's the backup, but he's yeah. been a starter. I do think it would be interesting for people to get a, a real life look at what a backup quarterback's life is like, what they do during the week in the meetings, how they're prepping the starter, all of that. I think that would be an interesting thing. And it's a guy that might start some games, you know. Is there a guy who was a backup here that you think would fit that would be both entertaining like case keenan would have been great case would have been great great on this show yeah jacoby'd be great yeah you need somebody though that's that's got a little gardner Minshew would be he would be great yeah there's another one that would be very very good all right those are the things i want to address yeah i think so (laughs) if it's burrow i definitely think it's got to be a rookie you need to have with that a rookie or a younger guy. So I, I think it'd be awesome to have Bryce Young because he is so different. He's smaller than anybody yeah. we've seen drafted at that spot. He looked like a little kid yeah. at their you know, mini camp. And I think it would just be fascinating to see how he does it. And then I think or Justin Fields would be a great one. And then I think Jordan Love would be a, a very interesting one, trying to follow in the footsteps of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. The tough part with like a guy like Bake or with Mariota, as you saw last year, like at some point, if things aren't going great in Tampa, which it's hard to imagine that that's a team that's going to, you know, be a playoff team again. Maybe the NFC's wide open, so I guess yep. maybe. But there's a good chance that he's that Kyle Trask is going to play some games this year. Just like there's a good chance that Mariota's going to get benched for Ritter, for and sure. then you have, and then he's peace. I'm out. Yeah. Which I heard that. Have you gotten that far? Uh. Uh-uh, no. no. I heard that's pretty. Like real. I bet it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, that, I, I bet it is. We'll do the uh, positional breakdown on the linebacker side of things coming up next. Just to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And renew your home for the last time with their new home exteriors. Introducing new composite-clad siding. Beautiful, deep-grained look of real wood in 20 available colors. Keep that just-installed look for a lifetime with this low-maintenance siding option. Right now, take advantage of no interest or payments for 24 months. Renew home exteriors, superior products, and superior service. You can check them out at renewestimate.com. They will take care of you, I assure you of that. Uh, training camp, our guys are here. I mean, we have uh, quarterbacks and rookies are here. The rest of them will be here on Friday. Yep. Teams reporting around the league. Uh, linebacker is the position old preview of the day, my friend. And for that, we go to Dr. Z. All right, linebacker room, a lot of familiar faces. Uh, uh, it's really your top five linebackers, or really you even could say top six, are all guys that were on the roster last year. Now, the Browns had a lot of injuries last year. You look at it and you say to yourself, Anthony Walker Jr., he only played, what, three game, two games, three games. He got hurt in that third week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you got three games out of Anthony Walker Jr., Jacob Phillips only played in seven games for you last year. Sione Takitaki in 12 games when he tore his ACL down there in Houston. And then Jeremiah Wusu-Kormoa only played in 11 games. So 3, 7, 11, and 12. So 23, 30, 33 games out of a possible, if I do my math really quickly, 68 for your linebacking core last year. Jordan Kunashi played 15. That led that room. Your top five, they're all back. Now, the question is, will Sione Takitaki be ready for week one? Tony Fields gave you 17 games as well and actually played really well down the stretch once he became a starter with all the injuries. So 
you feel really good about. You know, AWOC's back on the one-year deal. JOK, you, you hope that with Dalvin Tomlinson and Ika in front of him, this is the year he really goes. Jacob Phillips, tantalizing, but can he stay healthy? This is probably his last chance. You got Tony Fields back, and you've got Jordan Kunashik. That's six. Matthew Adams, I believe, is going to make this football team. Okay. And right now, they love what Jordan Kunashik's giving them, and he is a Jim Schwartz wore his jersey. Pretty good chance. Bubba Ventrone. Absolutely loves what he's seen from him. So, and he's a, he's a special teams ace. The question then is, how does this linebacking room shake out? Let's just say that Sione Takitaki is ready to go for the season. In addition to the names that I mentioned, you got Mohamed Diabate and Charlie Thomas III, undrafted free agents, both of whom have shown flashes to our good man Tarv, but likely to be practice squad guys. Matthew Adams is considered to be one of the best special teams linebackers in the NFL. So he's on your team for special teams. Can play some linebacker, but that really is where that's his bread and butter. He is a core special teams ace. He's been there in Indy with Bubba Ventrone. Bubba yep. Ventrone brought him here. He's he on was the with roster. Chicago yeah. last year. It feels like he will be on the roster. That was one of the guys they wanted. So I think you got six spots here. There could be a – this is – if there was a surprise cut, I guess it could, in theory, come from this room. But you got – JOK is a lock. We'll put – we'll say that. He might be the only true lock, lock, lock. Is Taki ready? That's the question. So if Taki's not ready, I think it actually becomes pretty easy. You'll have JOK. You'll have Anthony Walker Jr. You'll have Jacob Phillips. You'll have uh, Jordan Kunashik, Tony Fields, and Matthew Adams. If Taki is ready for week one – then somebody from that group has got to go. And the question is, will it be a surprise? Will it be a young player who has not, you know, fulfilled his promise like a Jacob Phillips? Would it be a Kunashik? Would it be Matthew Adams? Is Kunashik out Matthew Adams? Matthew Adams is a special teams guy who actually gives you more at the linebacker position. But I think there are probably six spots here. We had five going into week one last season. And I think the big question for me is, Who's the odd man out? As I said, if Taki's not ready for week one and opens on the pup list, so that'd be six weeks, that gives you that roster spot, and then I think it becomes easy. If he's ready to go, I think that's it's going to be interesting to see how that all goes. And I think one thing to pay attention to in training camp is where they are with the linebackers, first team, second team, third team, how that goes. But then also where they are with special teams. Who's with the first special teams unit? Who's not? And that could tell you, give you a little bit of insight into who ultimately makes this team. But we're not going to play a ton of linebackers, so six feels almost like a big number. Well, that's I, what I was just going to ask you, because as we're going through these and we're predicting like how many are going to make every room, it feels like we're one or more more than we were a year ago in some of these rooms. We just did this on defensive line, like 11 or whatever the number was. 10, yeah. 10, 10. 10 of them. Um, you've got to, if you're going to rob from Peter you to pay Paul, Peter has to be robbed. Well, that's why so I think like, you end up with 24 on offense. I think you're going to be less on offense. So is that running back? Where is that? Where running are you pulling back, from? You'll you only have three tight ends. We had four a lot of the times. Yeah. And then I think maybe you get away with not carrying quite as many offensive linemen on your active roster because you have the extra guys that can on practice squad that can come up on game day. I think you're going to have to carry three quarterbacks, though. Like, if we did it, when we did it real quick, I think you're three quarterbacks, three running backs. I think you're six wide receivers, three tight ends. So that's six, 12, that's 15. And then you need to go nine on the nine line, line. And that gives you 24. That'll get you there. I'll get you there. And then you could on the back end go 10, 6, 10. 
This is um, this is a unit that if it it's just never been healthy. But if this group is healthy, um, JOK, Anthony be- Walker, Sione Takitaki, Jacob Phillips is the biggest what if because when he's played, he's great. He just hasn't played. And right. it's, we're what going into year four with Jacob? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Because you think about what he was in Flash as a rookie when he's played what you believe that he had been, but he just cannot stay upright. No, Jacob Phillips in his for his career, that's just kind of been unfortunately for him. That's the knockout. When he plays, he is incredibly productive. He's a guy who can sack the quarterback. He's a guy who can intercept passes, get his hands on the football, force fumbles. He does it all, but unfortunately, he just has not been able to stay healthy. Jacob Phillips in three years in the league, which would be 16, 16, 17 in terms of games, right? Last year was the first was 17. So that's 49 possible games. How many games do you think Jacob Phillips has played in his career? 24? 20. Yeah. 9, 4, 7. Yeah. And in 20 games, with eight career starts, he's got 88 tackles, three sacks, five tackles for loss, four quarterback hits, and five passes defensed. I mean, when he plays, he is very productive. Yeah. He looks incredible. I mean, he's an incredible specimen. Yeah. But their decisions will tough decisions will have to be made in there. The guy that needs to have the big year in this room, and the question I think that I would say is out there is, can Jeremiah Usukormo become a star? I think he was drafted to be a star. He was a star at Notre Dame. And the question is now, can he become a star for the Cleveland Browns? And I think that's what we really need to see. There were certainly times as a rookie where it felt destined to be the case. Yeah. Um, He is somebody that, you know, you and I were the first to talk about it. And the loss of Anthony Walker last year was was massive. Massive um, for our defense and for JOK. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I think for, you know, we're at a point now we've addressed what needed to be addressed on the defensive line. Yep. Through free agency draft that that's set that's locked in for this defense to be one that is one that is feared. Uh, you know, you need we, we've done a lot of these positional things. You know, you need JOK to become a borderline Pro Bowl player. Yes. You need Grant Delpit to be the to type of going. player he was at the second half of last season. Yes. You need Newsom to not only be a great cover guy, but be a guy who gets you a couple picks. Yep. Uh, you need Emerson to keep – you need these young cats. Like when we – top of the show, we're talking about it's go time. For a lot of these guys who are these guys who are drafted, whether they're first-rounders, second-rounders, it's go time defensively for a lot of these guys. They've got to take the step and become – reach their full potential yes for this team to be what it's supposed to be yeah. it's it's this back and seven. they should be freed up at the second level to go make plays yeah i do think we're going to see a lot of times where there's a linebacker on the field maybe two yeah you know because if you're bringing five let's say you have five guys on the line and you're playing nickel behind it five plus five is ten you're mm-hmm. only allowed 11 so that means you're gonna have one linebacker yeah and i could see times where they do that where they go no linebackers and I think that'll be interesting to see. Do we ever see Grant come down and play linebacker in those obvious passing situations? Or maybe Rodney McLeod come down and play yeah. a little linebacker. And so you've got three safeties, three corners, and five guys getting after the quarterback. Right. Yeah, it's it's the defensive stuff is it's go. It's go. There's a lot of kids who are dra- guys who are drafted at, at, at good spots, high spots, and – Yes. And um, 
This will be fun to watch, though, this position battle. There, are, This one has a feel of a real, we've got some tough decisions to make. There are certain times we go through this roster and go, okay, that's all pretty easy. This one, you're going you're gonna to have to cut a good player is the way it seems to me. Yes. Um, all right, we'll do a little thing or not a thing. Up next, we'll also do the Bucky Brooks top 10 non-quarterback franchise building blocks with a little higher or lower coming up as well. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The Knicks anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Knicks' biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to Nick's Sleek Proof Underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Back by popular demand from your favorite four-legged companion, Year 2 Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, the fan club for dogs. View membership options to join today at BarkingBackers.com. I haven't done that for Buddy Garrity yet. What, what am I getting out of that? What, what, what's Buddy Garrity getting out of Some Pure snacks? joy. Pure joy. Some, some snacks. snacks. Yeah, definitely some snacks. Maybe a little gear. Yeah. No doubt. He's, uh, he's living a good life right now. Kids yeah. are finally engaging. He's behaving well. Wins for everybody. Did you get him all yeah. settled down after you're coming back from vacation? You yeah. He was a little wound up, you said. He was. He was all jacked up um, and kind of shot out of a cannon, but I think he's settled down a little bit. Um, we, uh, His Aunt Adie took him for a couple of walks, so those were very, very good. He Long enjoyed walks. those. Are great. Those were great. Um, she had pointed out, and I never think of this because I'm selfish. I only think of things through my prism. He's not a problem at all for me to walk because he, he knows I'm boss. But he is a problem sometimes for others because he wants to take off and run. And I had never trained him to walk with a like a choke collar thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'd never done that the because pincher. that thing. I'd never, I'd never taught him to do that. So, like with Amy or Eighty or like my mother-in-law, any of them walk him. They're like, oh my god, he pulls. He never pulls me. Ever the alpha because I'm the guy, right? So he yeah. doesn't have to worry about it. We get. I'm out here doing foursomes with the boys and. Uh, you know, enjoying domestic beers. So I can certainly handle him. Um, but I have not all domestic beers, not all, only some I did, um, though, because she mentioned that. So now I'm walking him with a, so that he's used to that when, so when other people do, so that was a good job of her. Very good. Nice. Job. Sometime you like international beers that are actually owned by domestic companies that you don't like that. you And you, <laughs> sometimes none of that matters as it were. That's right. 
All right, uh, little little thing or not a thing sure, for us here on a, on a what is it's a first Friday. Act accordingly. Act accordingly, kids. Have a cocktail. Enjoy yourselves. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, all right, I wrote down all my so uh, this is, last placers. This is CBSSports.com, our okay. favorite uh, content provider. All right. Garrett Podell. So is like a new guy or a Podell? A Podell. A, 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 Grant, Podell. a Grant Podell. Podell. Grant. Said Garrett. Garrett. I think it's Grant. Is I what see you Grant have here. here in the rundown. You have a Grant Podell. It's a fine, Stevie, and a fine for me. It's uh, a fine for both of us. Fine. Who, made the, who made the mistake? I'm in charge, so I have to hop the on the grenade. Show. The hot Because I'm not leaving you any wiggle yeah. room to come in. Look at this guy. To come in. Look at this guy. What are you gonna do? He's back. He's, He's back, back in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. Well, I still think I think still think Stevie One has potential. I won't hold this against him. I'm not. I, did you see how quickly? Yeah, come on. Yeah, he's in good shape. Yeah, he's he's off shape. to a good start. He's off to a good start. Yeah. Very good start. Um, all right, uh, go ahead. Give it. Go predicting ahead. last place team in each NFL division for the 2023 season. All right. Thing or not a thing? Who would you have in the bottom of the AFC East? You want me to tell you how to do this? This is how you do it. The New England Patriots are going to finish last in the NFC East, yes, and Bill who, Belichick will well, no longer be it, the coach of the Cleveland Browns. Thing or not a thing? Wait, what? I'm sorry, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I saw the helmet. <laughs> will saying, no longer be the coach uh, of the New England Patriots. Oh, there are already people going wild on Twitter right. so that's, after that, that report. That, so here's your thing or not a thing. Yeah. Thing or not a thing, the New England Patriots will finish last in the AFC East, and this will be Belichick's last year that's in New England. It. Yeah. So tell us who he says is last, and you do it like that. Okay, I wasn't right. sure because you had said I have my list. I have my list, so I'm going to tell you if I agree that it's a thing or it's not a thing. So well, the, the so New England a, Patriots will finish last we'll finish in the last. AFC in the AFC East. And Bill Belichick we'll this will right be eventually. fired. And then add the Belichick part. This add will be it. Belichick's last year in New England. Thing, they're finishing last. Thing. And it would be, yeah, that's I think, I coach of the year stuff if they don't. Or major injury to Tua or whatever. I, I mean, do this think, roster's no good. I don't think. Okay, I think that it is a thing. I mm-hmm. think they will finish last. I think this will be Belichick's last year in New England. But I do Same. not think. It will be his last year coaching. I agree on all fronts. I think it's done there with him. I think it feels like they're wearing on each other. He cannot draft players. He doesn't know what to do in free agency. But I do think he could paratroop into a ready-made and go. And go. Yeah. So the next one I don't really want to add anything to because it's the AFC North. Right. And thing or not a thing, according to this guy, this Jamoke from Don't CBS even say Sports. it. The not Cleveland Browns not will it. The Cleveland Browns, Browns will finish, finish last in the AFC North. Don't say it. Not a thing. Erroneous. Erroneous on both counts. The Steelers will finish last in the AFC North. You know, the, I'll, I'll tell you another one that I think could go a little. If, if they wouldn't have hired Munkin, I think the Ravens could have gone really sideways because I don't love their roster. Um, but I think Munkin will do wonders for Lamar. And in that offense, I think he'll put him in a lot of positions to succeed. I agree with you on Pittsburgh. It's crazy though. Pittsburgh's never lost, never lost, never lost under Tomlin. So yeah. it'll take like, can you finish last in this division at nine and eight? Maybe. Yeah, you could. You could also finish there at eight and nine, and all good things must come to an end. I was there when the Undertaker was twenty-one and zero at WrestleMania, and then Brock Lesnar walked in and he walked out twenty-one and one. So, so did awesome. they do that maybe, wrong? It was maybe the worst. No, they did not view. do that wrong. What do you mean, WrestleMania 30? It was great. So that's Ugh. that was the appropriate guy to beat Undertaker? Yeah. 
Was it? Quite believable. But they hated each other, right? It, in personally? real life? Yeah. No. Oh, no, didn't? No. No, I thought they did. He would only... D- he only I think he... Do you think he said, like, do it he could do Brock it. Lesnar. That's yeah. the guy that I'll take it for. Yeah. Okay. Up next on Thing or Not a Thing, we go to the AFC South. The Houston Texans will finish last in the AFC South. And Davis Mills will start more games than C.J. Stroud. Thing is that your own addition there? I like that. That's it. I like that. That's it. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's it. Not a thing. I'm a quick And learner. then double not a thing. <laughs> C.J. Stroud will start significantly more, barring injury, than Davis Mills. And the Indianapolis Colts will finish last in the AFC South. I'm going to go thing on they finish last. Houston does finish last. Not a thing on Stroud. I, I don't Who know what's are going on. People? I don't know who's here. We have a. We have so many interns. Thousand people. Oh, walk, we have two. Walk in these halls. Never seen. Never seen. Do you think they when they walk by us are like who? What are those two guys doing in there? No. Who are those two guys? Like those well, are, I know they know those you. Are yeah. Bees. You know how I, I know that? Like I got invited to a two o'clock meeting today. <laughs> That's how I know. After a one o'clock yesterday. Yep. <laughs> Ring them up. Not a thing. <laughs> thing or not a thing? We go to the AFC West. The Las Vegas Raiders yep. will finish last in the AFC West. Their head coach, Josh McDaniels, will be the head coach of the New England Patriots a year from now. And the Raiders will be the worst team in the National Football League and have the number one pick a thing, year from now. Thing, not a thing, not, not a thing. thing. Yes, thing, not a thing, not a thing. The Raiders will finish, will finish last in their last. division. Josh McDaniels, McDaniels will not will parlay that into being the head coach of the New England Patriots. And, and the number one pick, pick will be Arizona. in Arizona. That's right. Arizona's picking one, two. All right. So I'll yes, simplify. Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. I'll, I'll simplify. Josh McDaniels will not be the head coach of the Raiders one year from now, thing or not. I don't think that's a thing either because I think that you, how, are you going to co- pay him not to coach two? Yeah. Like you're I mean, paying their owner. You're paying Gruden. Pay you're paying how many people are you going to pay? So I, I, don't, I don't sense I that. I don't sense that. I don't think they're going to be incompetent. I just think that the other three teams in their division are better than they are. Yeah, I think I think De- I I'm bullish on Denver. I think Me they too. bounce back. Me too. To the NFC East we go. The Washington Commies will finish last in the NFC Eastern Division. Yes, and that's Sam a thing. Howell will start more games than Jacoby Brissett. Also a thing. Yep. Thing thing. thing. Thing, thing, thing one, thing two. Um, no way. They are they're really close to um, – it's a shame they have too much talent on defense because this would be a great year for them to tank. They got too much talent on, they got talent on offense. They too. got too much talent, though, to tank. I actually think – I'm going to tell I you I don't right. want to go too far on Howell, but there was a time before he played his last year at North Carolina where people thought he was going in the top five in the draft, and then – all of that. Javante Williams was there on that team. They had receivers on that team that yep. all went to the league. And all that skill position talent left, and he had a very rough final season at North Carolina where he dropped in the draft. People liked him a lot a couple of years ago. So I wouldn't be shocked if he was a little better than people are giving him credit for. Maybe this is my uh, this is my hill to die on this year because every year I have one, a.k.a. Shanahan getting fired. Although <laughs> that did get a little traction nationally. Did it? Uh, yeah. It did. Yeah. Oh. Mike Florio. Oh, Mike Florio did it? reported, Your hey, boy. why isn't he on the hot seat? <laughs> You're right, Mike. 
He's right. No, he wasn't. He time. wasn't right because he's a genius and he just made Brock Purdy the most effective and efficient quarterback in the NFL, Mr. Irrelevant. Prior to that, Prior to that, was, not- that seat was warm. I thought it was very warm. Okay. There you go. What's your hill to die on? Yeah. I think that the Giants are going to finish last in the East. And I think the commies can make the playoffs. In the NFC, that's not that crazy. Anybody can make the playoffs. If Howell's good, they could make it for sure. And Jacoby could lead them there. I just, uh, I'm not buying the Giants. I think last year was a fluke. They got a lot of talent there. There's a lot of talent. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be the Eagles finishing last. And I don't think it's going to be the Cowboys. So it is the Giants or the Commies, but I think the Commies are going to, it's going to be the Commies. To the NFC North. How did they come? Like, a, yes. a year later, how did they land on commies? I mean, it's just such a fail. Red Hogs was just right there for him. Red Hogs was there. Um, like, yeah, I'm Red telling Tails you, that were mascot there. is outrageous. Yeah, they have it. It's all there for him. What's I, the guy's name? That mascot Sergeant. Name? Sergeant, like. <laughs> Dude. That was New Year's Day. It was against us. They unveiled him at halftime, and people were losing their minds. Horrible stadium. People were out for Carson Wentz's blood. The crazy thing, it isn't even the worst thing they did in the last year, not even in the same vicinity, because this is also when they honored Sean Taylor and they put his jersey, which wasn't even his jersey, kind of, on a wire figure. Do you remember this? Yes, I remember that. I mean. And didn't Jackson Mahomes dance on his number? Major Tutty. Major Tutty. Oh, my God. That jumped up a notch. I would, um, yeah, You new ownership, Red Hogs, script R on the helmet, old uniforms they wore under Gibbs, the end. Solved. Problem solved. Up next to the. That is nightmares. It is. It is nightmare, nightmare fuel. fuel, yeah. Do you remember? They were they did it like in you between even, the first and second yes, quarter. Yes, we were there. Even a half the crazy thing is, is they don't even have to use, they can just use something like that, like a pig mascot, but the pig doesn't even have to be on the helmet. It can be like the way we use brownie. Yeah. Like just as a piece of it but like just have this this the r that joe gibbs wore like done problem solved they had all the hogs come back and none of them were pleased to be there no of course not comfortable no because of the commies ridiculous to the nfc norris division the chicago bears will finish last in the nfc north justin fields will be playing his final season as a member of the chicago bears uh, thing, not a thing. I think very possible they finish last in the AFC North. Um, but I don't know that – I don't think they're going to be worst team in the NFL stuff. I mean, I think that a lot – that 6-11 and 11 would do it or 7-10, and 10, and that would even be viewed as some sort of success by their margin. But Fields it won't be gone this year. I put – I'd say not a thing. I, think, I like Chicago this year. I like Fields. Who I like goes DJ to Moore. the bottom, though? Is the it Pikes? The Vikings or the Pack? The Pack. Maybe. I don't think they do go to the bottom. I don't know who's going to finish last in that division. I can see the Vikings like, trading everybody in the middle of the season and just going full tank. Well, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, like if the if the Lions didn't lose Jamison Williams for six games, I'd be even more bullish on it. And they had a weird draft. Yeah, weird draft. Like if they would have had a normal draft and they didn't trade Jamo Williams or Jamison Williams wasn't out, I would feel like more strongly about them. Um, yeah, it's, that's that that division's kind of like valedictorian of summer school. It's a bad division, man. It's not great. This NFC's a joke. Well, Can you imagine if we were over there? Better. Imagine if we swapped. Packers yeah. come here. We'll go there for a year. Yeah. Just trade. Yeah. You go 14-3. and three. 
To the NFC South we go. Speaking of bad divisions in football, picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will finish last in the NFC South, and Mike Evans will end the season on a different team outside of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thing or not a thing? It's a bad division. Bad. I think Carolina is going to finish last. So I think Atlanta could too, man. They're going to be able to win some games with the way they play. Yeah, there's too much talent here. I mean, in a way, though, it's kind of the worst thing that could happen to the Bucks. If, like, if they go 7-11. But doesn't that, feel like, doesn't that feel like a team that could trade its aging assets? Like, oh, here, sure, take Mike Evans. Yes. Take, you know, Levante David. Mm-hmm. Trade all those guys away. And yeah, just, it does. Yeah. Uh, the Saints, I'm sure, the fa- they got to be the favorite favorites. there. Yeah. I don't think anybody there believes that Baker or Kyle Trask is their quarterback their answer no i wouldn't think so and i would think they would know that emphatically about trask otherwise they would have brought in baker they brought in baker well, and gave him the job quarter. but it, they like gave him the job isn't it a competition it I feels like it it's it feels like that's really loosely they posted both of them in the new unis they both yeah. got their own but when you feature. you hear like what the players are saying it feels like it's it hasn't been it, it, neither one of them has lit it up no throwing on air nor will far. they to the NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals will yes. finish last. Thing. I didn't even say thing or not a thing. They'll finish last. Thing. Yes. Jonathan Gannon will last one season as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Not a thing. I think the next part would be what I would say is the Arizona Cardinals will finish last. Thing. Kyler Murray will be the starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. Does that happen in the season, though? Do you trade him in the season? I don't know, because when's he going to be ready? I mean, he's injured into the season, but, like, would you trade him? I could see him being the starting quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. I don't need – I mean, not – he's a weapon. I wouldn't want him in the AFC. Like, I, I hope that we don't need any more quarterbacks in the AFC to teams that where that's a thing. I'm going to say a very possible thing for you on your first one with whoever the coach is there only lasting a year – if you if they play this out the way that a lot of us think that it will, and you're picking first and second, and Caleb Williams is generational at quarterback, and Marvin Harrison is the best receiver prospect since Randy Moss, which is what everybody is saying, if that is the case, that job becomes very You can go get who you That's want. a big job now all of a sudden. That's like is I that a job it. that like is that a job that Lincoln Riley would be like, hey, we, we want a lot at SC. I don't like NIL and recruiting, and I don't want to have to go play games Bill in Belichick Iowa. Sure. Goes down to Scottsdale. Well, that'd be fine, too. But, I mean, I think, like, quarterback guru guys that have been, like, waiting on the right job. Day? Right, that type of thing where you're like, hey, this More guy's – Yeah, yeah, like, like let's – I don't want to deal with college football anymore. I would like an offseason. Scottsdale's a great place to live. Now I'm picking my quarterback and my receiver. Yeah, I'm good. So I I like that Gibby I go thing on that one. Uh, just, I'd be surprised though. Yeah, but pick, if it they've done it before. The they did saying, it before with the Kyler Murray. They blew if, out. Everybody. If it plays out the way we're saying, you can almost get anybody you want. If yes. Williams is what people says say he is or right. believe he is, like on like that type of prospect. Uh, by the way, a little news from Adam Schefter: wide receiver Denzel Mims, second round selection in twenty twenty with the Jets. Uh, was informed he will be waived if he is not traded. 
All right. I'd bring it if you can do something like simple. I'd certainly give him a look. Big, talented receiver. Definitely think it's worth taking a peek. So, all right, that's thing or not a thing, gents. All right, good job to you. Um, all right, coming up next, we'll play a little bit of higher or lower, better or worse. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Valley Bet, sports betting partner, Cleveland Browns, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Valley Bet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Open championship tomorrow. We ready? We ready, gentlemen? Oh, God. I Where do I got to watch favorite. this early? It's my favorite, too. It's my favorite. I think it's ESPN, isn't it? Mm. I'm sure they're apping me in the morning. I don't think so. They usually get the open. Mm. I don't. Here's what I already don't like about what I've seen from the setup and all that. Mm. I don't mind the rough, and I don't. That's all great. I like that. You got to hit straight. In course out of bounds that's like 10 yards off the 18th fairway. I don't, I don't like that. If you can find I guess the ball, that's their, you can hit it. That's their. That's the club rules there, though? Is that the deal? I saw them talking about that yesterday on Golf Channel. But it doesn't even make sense it. why it would be there. I don't know either. All right, either. here we go. In course out of bounds is my least favorite thing in golf. If you're on the I golf never course even see that. and like, you hit the ball and can hit it again, you should be able to hit it again. Yeah, same. 2023 Open Championship TV schedule. Yep. Tomorrow, coverage starts at 4 a.m. on USA. Oh, they're okay. So that's I got to figure out where that is. Uh, same on Friday, USA. Um, USA has everything on Thursday and Friday. All of it. All of it. So this is an NBC production, then. This yep. is a Comcast production. Which is weird because it used to be ESPN. It was, and then when they they lost it, NBC was out of the mix for a minute because uh, NBC. Fox? It was ABC. Actually, I'm sorry. ABC was out of the mix because Fox got the U.S. Open. And it moved everything. And that moved everything. Then NBC panicked and got the the Open. And ESPN was then – they had, like, the day parts for Thursday, Friday, the Masters, but that's it. Um, and then um, Fox was basically like, yeah, we're not good at golf, so if you want to yeah. trade us back, we'll trade back. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, that literally is what happened. No, they're – They're like, we sucked at it. We acknowledge it. Were we're out. They were horrific. And then, um, and so they gave it to NBC when it got back to the U.S. Open, which is they always had with Johnny Miller and all those guys. And then NBC still had, they still had the Open. Um, ironically, though, it was always Tarico calling it, and now he's calling it still because he's now with golf yeah. and NBC. Um, I imagine Hicks will be involved too, probably. But I'm pretty sure Faldo's calling it. Okay. Because he's basic. He's doesn't. He's not at CBS anymore. And he did it for BBC last year, and I'm pretty sure he's he's on the call at the at the open with NBC. Well, coverage starts Saturday at five a.m. and then it goes back to four a.m. on on Sunday. On Sunday, yeah, yeah. I love it. NBC it's my favorite. NBC and USA will split time then. Yeah, this is one of those ones where they do. Um, this is the one Tiger won at in like '06 and didn't hit driver. Or he just hit this, all he hit all irons off of every tee. And it was they were they were talking about the video of it. It was the course was so brown and hard that it rolled forever. But they yep. apparently they've had a bunch of rain this week, so it's going to be soft. Uh, yeah, it's going to be soft. So uh, calling the championship. Uh, 
Mike Tarico is your host and play-by-play. Dan Hicks, play-by-play. Terry Gannon, Steve Sands, also play-by-play. Good for Sandsy. Analysts include Paul Easinger, Brent Faxon, Paul McGinley, and Sir Nick Faldo. So Faldo will be probably with Tarico yep. on 18, would be my guess, or maybe with Hicks. Up in the tower is Kurt Byram and Brad Faxon. On the course, John Wood, Noda Begade. Noda Begay. Noda Begay. Tiger's buddy. Tiger's buddy from there you Stanford. Go. Yep. He Smiley putt, Kaufman. He had a putter that he could putt left-handed and right-handed with, and so he would putt based on – he never wanted to hit – On the slope? Slights putts. He always wanted to hit hook putts. So That's if it was a right-to-left like putt, he putted right-handed. I've seen, right, I've seen a wedge handed. like that. I saw a wedge like that earlier this year. I thought about buying it. The chipper, just, yeah, just in case you want to hit left hand. In case you want to hit it left hand. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, you're getting full coverage here. I like the way. Yeah, that's does. good. So yeah, there's no is. app. We're not. They're not apping. You me. could, if you wanted to app, you could app on Peacock. But you got USA, USA, and then I'll be driving Friday. I'll have it on the SiriusXM app. Yeah, yeah. They have. I like the radio coverage when they when Westwood One does it. It's really good. I like used to like when old when Peter Allis would show yes, up and do a few. That's holes. what you need. That's what yes, I need. I need that's that. the open. I like that guy. Uh, in the mix, I not? like the wind and the rain, and the, I, I like all of it. Scheffler was complaining that um, his beef with it was that at a lot of these places, he said basically what you said that look, I'm all for I'm all for bunkers, I'm all for this, but um, it feels like here the bunkers have no slope like all the other places. He said that if they've played the open, uh, there's a slope up to the back face, and here it feels like if you hit a bunker, it rolls all the way to the face. Yeah, and so you have no space to hit out of they it. They hit out. So they are truly punitive. Scheffler is on one of the craziest ball striking runs I think that we've ever seen in our. What would lives. you describe this? Because he's basically number one tee to green, and he's dead last in putting, and he's sure. still like, isn't he been top twelve in like thirteen straight tournaments or something crazy like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. He's even better, and Rory's like this too. Rory's in this vicinity where he's ridiculous off the tee, and then he never. He can't make but putts. But he's like, but like last in putting. Right. Scheffler. Yes. Yeah. What would what is this what is the football equivalent to Scheffler? Where you're the best player. Is it like the best player but you can't score? I don't think there is I don't think there's know no analogy translate. for there's it. No analogy. It'd be a quarterback that was great and then couldn't finish drives. But, or like the, couldn't complete touchdowns in the end zone, but the team still scored. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, it's a stretch. There's nothing for it in any other who, sport. Who wins? He's. I been, mean, Rory can't after winning the Scottish Open. I don't think. No, he's I even, don't. Even though he's playing lights so out, he's but. been in 19 events this year. He's made. He's been top 25 in 18 and 19. Made all 19 cuts. He has two wins, a second place finish, and he's been a top 10 in 15 of 19 tournaments this year. And he is last on the tour in putting. Like that is does he have a win? Know, I don't even know how to do it. He is, he has he has two wins. He's okay, off the tee. He's first approach to green first in distance or green accuracy. First. This is all accuracy. This is just in strokes gained. Oh, strokes gained off the tee. Okay, first and off the tee. First in approach to green. First in tee to green. First in total, and then he is last in putting. <laughs> Isn't that something? He's. Third in total driving, 19th in distance, 39th in accuracy, first in greens and rate. He hits 75% of the greens. He is at proximity 19th, approach inside 200 yards, greater than 200 yards, 75th. Scrambling, he's fifth. He's bad out of sand. Scrambling from the rough, he's sixth. Putting average, he's just not. His one putt percentage is 174th, which is last. Yeah. But his scoring average is first. His birdie average is third. I mean, that's cr- it's just nuts. It's just nuts. 
So who do you like? Here's a here's one for you. I mean, ball strikers win typically if I, over if, there. If I gave you live or PGA guys, who do you want? Live. So you're getting Kepka, DJ, Cam Smith. Yeah. Defending champ? Yep. Yeah. Those would be your hat your big who am I missing from a horses on the live who would be somebody who would be in the mix. Did you say the, the reigning champion? I said Cam, Cam Smith. Smith. Yep. I said Brooks. I said DJ. Yep. Would be the three that would be. Good. Then you have Rory Scheffler. Rory Scheffler. Fowler's played great for all summer. It's awesome. I'd love to see Fowler in the mix on Sunday morning. So you like the live guys beating the PGA, guy, a I live do. golfer beating or versus Probably. the PGA guy? Because yeah. aren't most of the and most of the European guys are on live? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question, though. I mean, it, so we had a. You're gonna get. Guy. You're getting Rory Scheffler, Spieth, Justin Thomas hasn't played well all summer. Um, no. He's really struggled. Um, Ricky's played great. Spieth has been fine. You got Rom. Johnny Rom. I like that. Like you get Rom with guys. the tour guys. I think yeah. I think I'm going tour guys. Tour guys. Okay. I'll He's roll good. tour guys on yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Right. I talk it's like five guys that I could see winning it. Yeah. And there's probably from the from the live, there's probably three. But there's people I'm not remembering either. Hey, do you wanna here, let me pull up real quick. Let's do it. So much more to come. Oh, man, we're no, already there. You were there. So much more to come, including uh, a list of true contenders. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right. Um, here, are your, here are the best uh, – here are the, the favorites. Rory, Scheffler, Rom are the first three favorites. They're all PGA. Yep. Kepka, Cam, Cantley is he PGA? I don't know. I can't remember. Hovland? Do you know about Hovland? Is he PGA or is he live? He feels like live to me. Morikawa's PGA. Fowler's PGA. Fleetwood? Feels like live. Live. Um, Hatton? Feels like, I don't know. Shoffley's P PGA? Xander? I believe yeah. so. Dustin Johnson, live. I mean, they're all going to be the same. Spieth yeah. is, PGA is the right way to go. Yeah. Fino. Yeah. Unless you love, like, Kepker, Cam Smith, more than you love Rom Sheffler. Hoblin's on the PGA tour. All right, so okay. PGA is definitely the correct choice. Yes, because like eight of the top ten are our PGA, our PGA guys to go. So it's gonna be fun. I love the Open. I do too. The last two guys to win here were Tiger and Rory, so it's heavy hitters. Yeah, that win here at this place. So this this will be a lot of fun. Uh, enjoy your first Friday, kids. Act accordingly. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, sports betting partner. Your Cleveland Browns coming soon to Ohio on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.